0: Good Monday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the Isle of Seaville Show. It's great to be with you on a Monday afternoon in downtown Charlottesville, wherever you are enjoying this program. We appreciate your support, your viewership, and your listenership. We work hard for you, and the only thing literally we ask in return is for you to like, share the show, and uh, participate with the discussion. Today's program has a lot of topics that are relevant to us, the viewers and listeners. We'll talk schools. We'll talk housing. We'll talk economics and business. We'll talk politics. We'll talk food. Literally, the topics that matter to us in this community on today's program. Vanessa Parkhill in Earliesville, you are the absolute best. Thank you for liking the show. Ginny Who, we love when you retweet the program on Twitter. Deep Throat, I can't wait to get to your comments. Jennifer and Short Pump, I see you watching at your law firm. There is a law firm right outside of Richmond that live streams this show at the firm in the middle of their office. It's a firm of UVA, many UVA graduates, and they literally watch us in real time at the firm. Just makes my day. Logan Wells Claylo, hello. Dylan's rule on Twitter. Thank you for engaging with the program. Hammer that like button, share the show, and we'll get inside the nitty gritty. Judah Whitcaw is my partner in crime. Thirteen plus years here at uh, I Love Sebel and VMV Brands. An opinion and a commentary, and commentary that we've grown to uh, appreciate and welcome. I think he's been doing a hell of a job lately. I, I would say, viewers and listeners. When you have an opportunity, Judah, we need to change the screens here All right. for the previous show. Um, thank you kindly for doing that. All right, so let me run the headlines down for you before we get into the nitty-gritty. The Dr. Haas petition, originated by Paul McCarter, the king of the south side of Charlottesville, has now surpassed seven days of activity, seven days for this petition. It's got 1,379 John Hancock's. Are 1,379 signatures over seven days a success for those that signed the petition, or is it an indication that Dr. Haas is a slam dunk for contract renewal? He is the superintendent of Albemarle County Public Schools. We'll talk about that today. I'm going to talk about the uh, listing that I put on the I Love Seville Network about 48 hours ago that has gone viral. 724 Elliott Avenue, 724. Elliott Avenue. This piece of property is now under contract. It's under contract for a list price that is uh, quite steep considering the specs and circumstances. Two bedrooms, two bathrooms, 1428 square feet, a lot about the size of a post stamp, 0.1 or less. In fact, when agents put the lot size in square feet, like Seth Batten did, 6,098 square feet, as opposed to actual acreage, you know it's a small lot. Um, The asking price, 674,900, it is now under contract. Seth Batten is an owner, agent, um, so he's listing the property, and he remodeled the property. This dude, listen to what he purchased this property for. $165,000 $165,000 on June 29th of last year. He purchased the property for $165,000 on June 29th of last year. It is now under contract after a short period of time. The asking price 674900 We will follow this property to closing. I want to talk about what this means for the city of Charlottesville, for the Elliott Avenue neighborhood, and for housing in the city and Almoro County on today's show. I learned something from Keith Smith today. In fact, I think you have the bar graph from Real Talk with Keith Smith. It's pretty great data. If you have that bar graph, give me a thumbs up. Put it on screen if we could. This bar graph depicts the, at the median, median days on market year over year from 2003 to 2023, no new construction, single family detached only. Look at the days on market for the last three years. In 2021, the median days on market in Seaville, Albemarle County, Fluvanna, Green, Nelson, Louisa, Augusta, Waynesboro State, and Buckingham was six. In 2022, it was five. And this year so far, the median days on market for a single-family, detached, no-new construction house is seven. Over the last three years, your days on market has either been six, five, or seven. It's freaking unbelievable. We'll talk about that on today's show and what it means to this community. We also learned that the median rent in Charlottesville City and Elmorrow County right now is $2,500. Housing is selling quickly and rents are escalating. We will break that down on today's show. I also want to talk about a ban on Airbnbs. Sean Tubbs, Charlottesville Community Substack, Info InfoSeville, Town Crier Productions, puts this piece of commentary out that I want to pick apart on today's show. Um, I find this kind of interesting. The, the theme is, will an Airbnb ban help create affordability in this community. This is what Sean writes. It appears, he says, it appears that the new zoning code will cancel out home stays and that existing ones would be eventually phased out. I originally wrote that one could apply for a guest lodging use in residential B and residential C, but I later learned that was not intended for short-term rentals. Would anyone be willing to convert their Airbnb into a more formal inn or tavern? Will the seeming prohibition on new short-term rentals lead to any legal action against the city? This is a surprise. We'll talk about that on today's show. And the new restaurant that's opening in Joffrey Woodruff's code building, the Witch Lab Sandwich Shop is now open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the code courtyard. A lot we're gonna cover I'm going to give you a one-hitter out of the notebook that did not make it to the headlines. Um, Forward Albemarle is a lobbying group of teachers, of parents, of educators, of citizens, and taxpayers. Their website is forwardalbemarle.org. They have a survey out where they sent a questionnaire in July to the six candidates who will appear on the ballot for the Almoral County School Board. They asked these six candidates to respond to questions on numerous topics, this on the forward Almoral Twitter account. Forward Almoral indicates they received responses from Berlin in the Whitehall District, Lee in the Rivanna District, Osborne in the Scottsville District, Allison Spilman at the, in the at-large seat, or the at-large race, and Forward Albemarle clearly states, we did not receive a response from Dr. McBrice, at-large can, uh, candidate, and McDermott from the Whitehall District. Both Bryce and McDermott declined to answer questions. Forward Albemarle is going to put out a voter guide, they tweet, to better inform the community as they head to the polls. Early in-person voting begins on September 22nd at the Almora County Registrar's Office. The final day to vote in person is Tuesday, November 7th. Forward Almoro is a lobbying group, again, of educators, employees of of school systems, um, taxpayers, and local residents. We're going to see the influence this organization has come poll time, because they're clearly throwing shade to Bryce and McDermott in these tweets, and what I would imagine is going to be a long composition questionnaire voter guide on their website, which they undoubtedly will use social media to circulate the voter guide. Give the show a like and a share anywhere you are watching. Bill McChesney, we appreciate you. The Mayor McIntyre, watching the program. I see folks in Short Pump, West End, Richmond, Crozet, Greenwood, Northern Virginia, folks outside Nashville, Tennessee, folks in the Baltimore, Maryland area, folks in North Downtown on our heat map, literally watching. Ivy is all over the program as well. All right, the lead of the program has got to be Dr. Haas' petition. Let's weave Judah we're in on a two-shot Give me a thumbs up when you were on screen. The petition now has seven days of traction, seven days of shelf life. And in those seven days, Paul McCarter originated this petition, lives in Southside, Charlottesville. He gave some thought to running for the school board, Paul McCarter. Um, He's a realtor. He is a, a husband, a family man. He started the petition over a week ago and Judah, it has 1,379 signatures. 1,379 signatures and clearly the signatures and the momentum of this petition are losing steam. A lot of these petitions come out on social media and they start red hot and then they lose steam. So I think it's fair now that we're a week in to ask this question. Was this petition a success or a failure. The petition is all about renewing Superintendent Dr. Matthew Haas's contract. He's the head honcho of the Admiral County School Board. I want your take first. I will not interrupt you, Judah Wickhauer.
1: I mean, I guess if, uh, if the purpose was to, was to oust Haas, then... Not
0: oust. See, I said I wouldn't renew you, but words matter. You taught me that. It's to not renew his contract. When it comes up for renewal, which is not ousting, go ahead
1: in that regard, I guess it was a failure. Uh, if it was just to put them on blast, then I'd say it was probably a success.
0: Anything else you want to offer
1: uh, I mean it, it really depends on on what your metric for success is in this I, uh, if the expectation was that it was going to get you know thousands and thousands and thousands of signatures and uh Dr. Haas would uh <clears throat> throw up his hands and give the office to someone else, then uh yeah it maybe needs a little more time to run, but uh uh we'd have to we'd have to ask uh Paul what uh, what his end game was.
0: I mean, I think Paul's clear end game is to make sure McCarter's contract does not get renewed. I believe he's got an elementary and age Haas. daughter in a, um, yeah, Haas's contract not re- renewed. I believe he has an elementary age daughter and a middle school age daughter in ACPS. Look, I'll cut to the chase. 1,379 signatures when it's all said and done is a minuscule amount. This is a minuscule amount of signatures. Furthermore, if you count 1,379 signatures, I'd be curious how many of these are actual residents of Almaro County and how many of these are actual adults of Almar County. How many of these are children under age of 18? I hate Why to say do you this. say children? I think the, the petition would have way more validity and legitimacy if it was adults in Almar County that were taxpayers. And I think he would have, it would have even more legitimacy and, 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 yeah, legitimacy if it was parents of kids in Almar County Public Schools.
1: I would agree, but what, But I'm still curious why you say children. Is there a reason to believe that there are kids, like, trying to sign this thing?
0: That's my point. I don't think we know if there's kids that have signed this or not.
1: I, I'm just curious why you jump to kids. Like
0: Anyone under the age of 18, they're not allowed to vote.
1: Right, but so if they're not
0: allowed to vote, why you know why would they why would they count as a petition signer?
1: I'm not I'm not arguing that I'm just curious why you think a bunch of kids would be signing this instead of adults.
0: Well, there's my point is we don't know who signed the petition. You're making my point for me. If we knew, like we knew in 2019, who ran for the at-large seat now, Morrow County, we know that there was. 33,000-plus Almora County voters who voted for the at-large seat in Almora County, Alcaro ended up getting the victory, and he's on the school board. So there's your barometer. 33,000-plus people in 2019 voted for the at-large seat in Almaro County. 1,379 people have signed this petition. 4% of the people who voted for the at-large seat in Almora County have signed this petition. For, I'll say it again. I'm going to say it again. In 2019, before COVID and before the you know what hit the fan in ACPS, COVID caused the you know what to hit the fan in Alamo County Public Schools. And in 2019, ACPS, Alamo County Public Schools, was running way more effectively and efficiently than it is right now. You did not have school bus driver issues you did not have a, a SOL or test performance um, lag or, or, or slippage with, with, with students of color and with students and families that are at the poverty line or below, the quality of life and the level of happiness with teachers and educators and employees of ACPS was much higher the overall mood and quality of life of ACPS in 2019 was in a well better spot, a much stronger position than it is now. In 2019, when the school system was humming way better, 33,000 plus people voted from Almaro County, adults living in the county for the at-large seat. Today, the shit has hit the fan. You can't get kids to school on time or home on time. SOLs, and performances, uh, performance in the classroom has slipped significantly, a direct result of COVID. Teachers are being hired at unprecedented clips. You have 200-plus new teachers at ACPS right now. Teachers are quitting left and right. They can't keep bus drivers on the payroll. You've had a number of issues that are well-documented on this program. And despite all that you-know-what hitting the fan, 1,379 people have signed a petition not to renew the leader's contract. 4% of total voters in 2019. I think if you're Philly G, the school spokesman, and Dr. Haas and Haas's cabinet, you say, this is a minuscule amount of people that have signed a petition to not renew my contract. There must be 96% of the people left that voted in the at-large seat that think favorably of me. They're masters of spin. That's how the spin doctor Philly G is going to spin. Now, if this petition got 10,000 plus, or it got the same level of votes as uh, Yono Alcaro, then we'd have a different story. But in over seven days, 1,379 people have signed this. And that's why I asked the question last week. Remember when I asked the question last week, did Dr. Meg Bryce, was it a political gaffe, signing this petition? Do you remember when I asked that question?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: She signed it. Her competition did not. She signed it. Her competition did not. This competition, this petition has petered out lately. So tell
1: me again the numbers that you say were (coughs) voted for... uh,
0: 33,000 plus in the 2019 general election campaign. The at-large seat.
1: Wasn't he... Wasn't he voted into the uh, school board in 2015?
0: 2019 was the at-large seat for Yono Okaro. They serve four-year terms. That's why the at-large seat is coming up again. Bryce for Spillman. It's four-year terms. 2023 minus four is 2019. Okay. All right. Jason Howard leaves this comment. We are still in the first week of school. If this petition was circulated three months 3 months ago, let's say 600 kids still aren't getting bus service. How many signatures might get it? Might it get? Right now, some parents may be giving the admin the benefit of the doubt. A few months of twice daily school runs could change some minds. King of Rio Road, Jason Howard, I love when you comment on the show, but I respectfully disagree with you. The public transportation, the bussing service with ACPS has been a 2-3 year nightmare. I don't think anyone's given this guy or this administration the benefit of the doubt when it comes to transportation. This has been going on for 24 months plus. 24 months plus the bus situation. My point is, when you take the total votes for the at-large seat in 2019, and you have 33,000 plus voters, and you know these are tax-paying adult Almorro County residents, and you take 1,379 signatures on a change.org petition, and you don't know if these are adults only, and you don't know if they're only Almaro County residents, this petition was not a success. And Haas can use that to his advantage. Tom Starchell, the Golden Apple Award winner, welcome to the program former educator, ACPS. Tom, I respect your opinion. Do you think this petition was a success? 1,379 voters. Vanessa Parkhill, I'll get to your comment on a no ban on short-term rentals. We'll get to that in a matter of moments. If I'm the school spokesman, the spin doctor himself, Philly G, I would spin it just like I spun it. Phil, this is what you do. You take the total votes in 2019 and you take the total signatures of this petition and you basically say this is 4% of total voters and we don't even know if the people who signed this petition are Almar County adult taxpayers. And if you position it just like that, you've won the battle of perception. That seems
1: like a lot of people voted in that. What's that? It seems like a lot of people voted in that. I'm looking at the 2015 election, and it says that of the... We we established this last week. You
0: can go to VPAP.org and look it up. I'm happy to do it. In fact, I think the link is... uh, I'll send you the link. Um, I'll send you the link here from my Facebook page. Jason Howard, you have that link as well. Jason, if you have that link that I DM'd you in the comment section, that would mean the world to us. Let's see here. I will find it in the comments section of my Facebook page. I'm literally doing this on the fly. Everything I'm saying is based on data. Jason Howard, was this on Tuesday? Might have been on Tuesday's show. 22 comments. God, there's a lot of comments on these shows. Um, Let's see, maybe it's Monday's show. There we go. Going to the comments section. Yeah, I think it was Monday show. A week ago. Yeah, that makes sense because the petition's been out for a week. All right, here it is. I'll show you the link. I'm going to slide over. Slide over a little bit there, Judah. I'm sliding my chair to you. There it is right there. 19,260. Here, slide over to the right. 19,265 for Alcaro, 13,358 for Ann Elizabeth Oliver, plus 375 for a write-in. That is over 30, that's basically 33,000 signatures right there.
1: So everybody voted in that?
0: What do you mean everybody?
1: I mean, I'm There's wondering. a lot
0: more than 33,000 Almorro County residents. You're looking at 2015. Yeah. This is a 2019 election.
1: I know, but in 2015... This is was... the
0: city of Charlottesville you're looking at the wrong jurisdiction. This is Albemarle County. This is the city of Charlottesville. All right, I'm sorry. The city of Charlottesville has 50,000 residents. Of those 50,000 residents, not all of them are adults. Albemarle County has 100,000 residents. Okay, fair. Enough. You're looking at the wrong jurisdiction. In fact, Albemarle County, Albemarle County population, 113,535 people as of 2021. So if you think about it, Alcaro in 2019 got 19,265 votes. Anne Elizabeth Oliver got 13,538. Alcaro got 58% of the vote. Anne Elizabeth Oliver got 40,800. Viewers and listeners, I'm going to screenshot this and put it in the comment section of my personal Facebook page. I'm going to do that now on the live stream of my personal Facebook page before we go to the next topic. I'm putting it in there right now. Can I do that on my phone? God, I'm literally doing a lot of things on the fly here. In fact, why don't I send this to you? I'll send it to you so then you can put it in the comment section of my personal Facebook page if you can, Judah. I'm sending you um, the uh, screenshot. If you can save this on your iPhone and then jump on my personal Facebook page and put that screenshot there. I'm going to put it on Twitter. So Ginny who, Dylan's Rule and all those that are watching on Twitter, Deep Throat, this is also for you. Deep Throat, I'm going to get to your comments. I'm putting this screenshot there. I do not say this petition is a success. And I'm not trying to throw shade, I'm just being realistic. I'm just being realistic here. I sent it to you there, J Dubs.
1: Could have emailed it.
0: Let's do some quick math there. Okay? You you throw those numbers out to me. I just sent you the total vote count. What was El Caro's vote count? Um, I'm emailing this to myself. Okay, just take a look at the screenshot. If you can open up the screenshot and tell me what Ocaro's total vote count is, it's nineteen uh two sixty-five. Nineteen, two sixty five. What was the next candidates? Thirteen five thirty-eight. Thirteen five thirty eight. And the right end got how many? Three seventy five. Three seventy five. I said it was thirty three thousand total votes. It's 33,178. My memory is on point. 33,178 total votes in the twenty nineteen election at-large seat, times 4%, times .04. This petition legitimately has got 4% of the people that voted in the at-large race in 2019 when things were good with ACPS in 2019. Now they're not nearly as good and only 4% of the at-large voters have signed this petition. That's why I made the comment last week, was it a political gaffe? And this petition is doing the opposite of what it's intended to do. I bet you it strengthens Haas's case for renewal. As much as people don't want to hear that. And maybe this show will drive more signatures to this petition. Bill McChesney says, the bus driver situation existed before COVID. There were over 30 people in the class I took in 2011. I wonder how many are still driving. Chad Wood says, however, you can't publicly go against anyone that leans left. Many problem. many... Many agree, but are afraid to sign it due to possible backlash. Ah, oh, I don't agree with Chad. I love you, Chad. One of the Western Amarillo's finance alumni, he made the single-wing attack work under Steve Isaacs and once of Jefferson District Hardware. I don't think people who sign that petition are going to get backlash for signing the petition. This is very different than putting a yard sign in your front yard that's a Steve Harvey sign, or a, or, a, or, a, or a Bryce sign. You may get backlash for that. Signing a petition, you're not going to get backlash. We can agree to disagree, 100%, Chad Wood, 1,000%. Respectfully agree to disagree with you, 1,000%. No beef, no shade, nothing along those lines. Tom Stargell, the Golden Apple Award winner, a retired educator within ACPS, is watching. He says, it is without question a significant accomplishment to have this many citizens to come out of their usual hiding places to weigh in on their belief that Haas is a miserable failure in so many ways. A significant number are just plain fed up. Transportation is just the spoon that is stirring the pot, and the pot is indeed getting bigger and will continue to do so. Respectfully, I love your comment, Tom Stargell. We'll agree to disagree on this. 4% of the people that voted in 2019 signed this petition. We will truly find out what happens on November 7th, the night of November 7th, when we see who wins these school board spots. We will truly find out. I do know for a fact that lobbying group Forward Albemarle is throwing their entire weight behind certain candidates for school board. Their entire weight. Uh, multiple people are putting in the feed, if they can see that screenshot, if you can post it on my comment section, the I Love Seville comment section, and on the I Love Seville group. I see seven different commenters asking to see the data. Let's see. So my personal comment section, I Love Seville group, and the I Love Seville Facebook page, if you can do that, J-Dubs. It's been seven days of it circulating on social media and it getting picked up uh, by CBS 19 News and The Daily Progress. We've talked about it for multiple days on this show. Multiple days. Judah's gonna put that in the comment section uh, of those respective Facebook pages for you to see. Um, let's go to the next comment. <laughs> Chad Wood, Chad, that's hilarious. He says, don't say beef. Kevin Higgins will want to join in. Kevin Higgins, come on. Throw some shade at Chad over here. I don't think the petition to, to, to keep a renewal with Dr. Haas was a success. Um, I want to go to the next topic. Oh, first let's go to Deep Throat. I love when Deep Throat watches the program. Deep Throat. I'm going to go to the direct messages. He has comments. He says this. Oh, a lot of comments, I like this. Um, I'd be curious if someone were to start a petition to Kipas how many signatures it would get. That's a great question. He also says change.org is a crappy platform. You get all kinds of rando signers for one thing. But also it is hard to get people to sign petitions. It might be that every person who signs represents ten who feel the same way and never heard about the petition or didn't bother. It might be that 50% of the signatures are trolls or fakes, that's what I'm worried about. That's why it would be better if we could compare pro and anti-petitions. I'm driving signatures up now as well. Evidently, we're driving signatures as the show is going on. Let's see. The petition now has... It's gone up two. It's gone up two, Deep throat. you son of a bitch. It's gone up two, you SOB. Literally, it's gone up two since we started talking about it right now. I... I the platform Change.org is, is a crappy platform for petitions. He's exactly right. And I 1,000% wonder this as well. How many trolls or bots or BS signers are on that Change.org petition? One thing that is not a crappy indicator of, of um, quality of life or, or, or approval ratings is voter booth turnout. And we're, we're in an off-off year. You know what off-off year is? Let's go to a two-shot. You know what off-off year is, viewers and listeners? Judah, do you know what off-off year means? Uh, n- n- no important, uh, no important. There's no governor votes. race, no presidential race. There's no governor race, there's no presidential race. Yeah. What is the draw mm-hmm. to get people to the polls this year? The draws to get people to the polls is not Amy Lawfer against Steve Harvey. Right. What is the draw that's going to get people to the polls this year? I'd say the most hotly contested race in 2023 this year is Bryce Spillman. Give me another race that's more closely watched or more contested or more excitement or more soap opera drama than Bryce Spillman, Spillman, Bryce. None. I can't think of one. Viewers and listeners, can you think of one? Give it to me, put it in the feed. I can't think of a damn one. Let's go to Elliott Avenue. We're changing topics. Rotate those lower thirds if you can. I know you got a lot of things on your plate. If we can get the pictures on screen, 724 Elliott Avenue. Good Lord, ladies and gentlemen, I put this all over Facebook, and it went effing viral. 724 Elliott Avenue. Ooh, Seth Batten's DMing me right now. Hey, we're talking about it right now. Seth, hey, we are talking about your listing again right now. Seth Patton, I'm literally DMing and chatting on Facebook Messenger with the owner agent of 724 Elliott Avenue. Seth, tune in. $674,900 asking price. You're rotating pictures? He's got the pictures on screen. Judah is the man. Let's give him some props. Listen to this. $674,900 asking price, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, 1,428 square feet, a lot the size of this studio and the courtyard in front of it, 6,098 square foot lot, that lot literally is the size of the courtyard in front of this portion of the Macklin building, our studio and the unit next to ours is the size of the lot, Judah, for this house. It's days on market 18, which is 2X the median days on market for 2023. The median days on market for 2023 is seven. The median days on market in 2022 was five, and the median days on market for 2021 was six. That's single-family, detached, no-new construction. Exactly this house. In Seville, Almora, Fluvanna, Green, Nelson, Louisa, Augusta, Waynesboro State, and Buckingham. The last three years, the median days on market for single-family, detached, no-new construction, six in 2021, five in 2022, and seven in 2023. This lasted 18 days on market. So 2x plus the median. Still... My man, Seth, who's sending me Facebook DMs right now, is stacking some paper. He bought this crib, he bought this house, he bought this casa, he bought this investment property in June of last year for a bone 65 J-dubs. 165K. Deep throat, you follow this closely. What do you think the average price per square foot for remodeling is? I'd say it's between... I say it's 225 on the low end, 300 on the high end. Can I ask you Seth? Seth, what is the average price per square foot for remodeling? 225 on low end. Question mark 300 on high end. Let's run the money, let's run the, let's run the models with both. Let's say it's 225 on the low end, J-dubs. Okay, Deep Throat says 200 to 250. This is, a yeah, this is nice dude. He he, he, he dropped some ducats on this Deep Throat. Let's say, let's say it's 225, I want you to write these numbers down, okay, for me? This is how you put a model together to make some money. This is literally what I do For a living. Hosting these talk shows is not how I make my living. I want you to take 1428 Write it down on paper. 1428, which is the total square feet times, so the X times 225. 1428 and I'll I'll give you that number. 1428 times 225 is 321,300. Right, 321,300 next to that one, okay? I need you to, because I'm gonna count on you for these numbers here, 321,300. Now let's go 1428, total square feet, times the high end, 300 J-dubs. That's 428,400, 428,400, okay? What are those two remodeling numbers? That was 428. 428,400 dollars. What was the first one?
1: Uh, The first total?
0: Yep, the first number I gave you? 321,300. 321,300, okay. 321,300, this is the conservative estimate. $321,300 for remodeling, and he paid, write this number down too, he paid last year in June, $165,000. So $165,000 plus 321,300, that's the low end number, 486,300, put 486,000 486, comma $300, circle it and say low end next to it, 486,300, circle it and put low end next to it, All right. okay? Now, give me the high end remodeling number. Uh, was it the 428,400? 428,
1: 428,400 is 300 a
0: foot plus $165,000 is 593,400. 593,400. Circle it and put high end. 593,400 is the high end. This home went pending in 18 days, and because it's an investment property, I would bet Batten and his partner were willing to negotiate and not hold very firm to purchase price. So let's say they took a 8% haircut on 674,900. 674,900 times .92. They're taking an 8% haircut on purchase price. I have no idea. I'm just using my experience as a real estate investor. So 674,900, Judah, times, no, you don't even have to write this down, four nine hundred times .92. I'm going to say the sales price was in the neighborhood of $621,000. Write $621,000 down there and circle it and call it sales price, $621,000. Now he's got closing costs, carrying costs. Etc. 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 What was the high end number? Uh, five nine three four hundred. Five nine three four hundred. Yeah. With the high number, he makes no money. That's three hundred dollars a foot. What's the low end number? Uh, four eighty six three hundred. Four eighty six three hundred. With that one, he's going to walk with after closing costs and some carrying costs. Between eighty and ninety thousand dollars. You're talking a year. I doubt he spent three hundred as well, deep throat. I think it's much closer to two twenty-five. You're talking a year of his time buying a property. He listed it himself, so he's saving the three percent by being the listing agent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Buying a property and flipping a property. And going through the headaches of remodeling, but this guy's in the business, so he's got a remodeling team that he's got buttoned up. And he's walking between 70 and 90 Gs. 70 and 90 Gs. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Flipping a property. This isn't even his day job, what he does for a living. He sells real estate for a living. Seth, I think you're going to walk between 70 and 90 Gs right here. Seth. I want to give you serious props. You found a piece of real estate in the city of Charlottesville for $165,000, and you pounced on it. You pounced on it like a cougar pounces on a bag of Twinkies. What's a good pouncing metaphor? I don't think cougars pounce on Twinkies. You You pounced on it like a kitty cat pounces on a tin of Cheese Whiz and some Ritz crackers. Is that a good one? What's your metaphor? I mean,
1: you could go with
0: cat and mouse. You pounced on it like our nine-month-old son pounces on magnet tiles that his oldest brother plays with. That's my pounce action. 70 to 90 Gs for a year of remodeling. I got no beef with Batten. No beef with Batten. No Batten beef. Batten doing his job, understanding the market, identifying a piece of property, putting $225 a foot of remodeling into it, and effing, selling it a year later, using himself as the, real, as the listing agent. Smart ass guy. But I'm going to tell you the collateral damage the cause of the cause and effect of this. Here's the cause and effect of what's happening. You now have a piece of property on Elliott Avenue. In Elliott Avenue, can you put 724, I know this is asking a lot, can you get 724 Elliott Avenue on Google Maps and put a circle around it so people can know where it is? Okay. And, and if, it's, if it's too difficult, I totally understand that. 724 Elliott Avenue. 724 Elliott Avenue is not is not in the north downtown or sexy Belmont area. 724 Elliott Avenue is damn near close to Avon Street, which is a heavy street. 724 Elliott Avenue is between Brown's Fried Chicken and the B&R Market, that little market on Avon Street that's got the painted mural on the side of the fence. Sometimes I stop there for tall boys on the way home. B&R Market, that convenience store with the painted mural on the side of the fence and Brown's Market, 724 Elliott Avenue is right between there. I would not say this is sexy Belmont or Tony Belmont. And I would not say this is prestigious and wealthy North Downtown. I would not say this is not within spitting distance of Tavila or The Local or Mockingbird and there's aspects of Elliott Avenue that still scream unsafe. Everything I said was factually based and accurate. And I will give some props to the Charlottesville Police Department for turning, um, making safety a priority here. Mike conscious and the Charlottesville Police Department are doing big time things. Be the change you want to be and join the Charlottesville Police Department and let's fill this force up and get all the empty seats full and become a police officer. Be the change you want to see and join the Charlottesville Police Department, ladies and gentlemen. Here's my point. And you give me a thumbs up when you have that, map. My point is this. When this closes, you're going to have a comparable that's gonna start influencing Elliott Avenue and the surrounding streets. This is gonna impact assessments. This is gonna impact what other homes list for. This is gonna impact speculation. This is gonna impact current owners and their willingness to list their house. Current owners and the debt service they're gonna accrue or they're gonna experience with tax assessments. This is gonna impact a lot of things. When you start having homes like this sell, it starts breeding and yielding greater frequency and clips and levels of gentrification. And no one wants to hear that, but that's an effing fact. I got no beef with what Batten and his partner did. No beef at all. They saw an opportunity. They pounced on it like a cougar does a bag of Twinkies. They spent a year remodeling it. Batten uses institutional memory to list the property himself, saving the three points as the listing broker. He's a realtor. And now he's going to stack some paper and he's going to chop it up with his broker, with his mortgage broker partner. Keith Smith and I have a bet. Smith thinks that this is a... Um, Keith Smith thinks that the, people, the person that bought this property are boomers that sold their house and they want to move into the city of Charlottesville where their action is after taking their bag of money from selling their crib and buying this crib. I respectfully disagree with one of my inner circle friends and I think the people that purchased this house are dinks. Dual income, no kids. that want to be in walking distance of everything. Two bedrooms, two baths, less than 1,500 square feet on a lot the size of our studio, the unit next to it, and the courtyard in front of us in the downtown mall. Market Street. You got that, Matt, with the circle?
1: Just about.
0: Judah to is on point. Let's give Judah Wickhauer some props. You need, do you need a chest bump? Do you want a flying chest bump over there? Nothing. Are you sure? Yeah. Come on. You love the chest bumps. You don't, don't want a chest bump?
1: They're, they're a little odd in, when you're sitting down.
0: Do you wanna stand up and do one? We can go to the studio camera.
1: No, that's okay. You sure? Yeah.
0: I love chest bumps. Alright, no chest bumps. Got it. Love chest bumps. Cully Baggett is watching the program. Cully Baggett's a developer. He's a builder. This guy would know. Cully Baggett says I think the profit would be stronger than that. If it's two twenty five per foot, it's the low end that I'm doing work for all, all the wrong people. I know you're very knowledgeable, but no way it's in that range. What do you think it is per foot? Cully, how much do you think it is, Cully? C. Baggett, how much do you think he paid per foot for remodels? Would love to know, uh, Kali. Please, 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 Kali. Tell me that price per square on your end. Seth, I would love if you just told us the price per square here. I see the bubbles on the direct message exchange that we're doing here. Can you just tell us the price per square? That would mean the world. Come on, 225, 200 a foot? Come on, come on, Baton. You got the map with the circle?
1: Just about.
0: This is, oh, Deep Throat's going into the permitting process at City Hall. God, I love you, Deep Throat. It's so weird to say on a talk show with thousands of people watching, God, I love you, Deep Throat. Jesus. (laughs) Anonymous on Twitter says, the work description from the permits table within City Hall. Interior and exterior renovations to include convert existing storage closet to full bath and enclose and convert existing covered patio into mudroom and laundry. They added some square footage. They 100% did add some square footage, Deep Throat. Dylan's rule has got a thread. Dylan's rule says this. Okay, this is on a previous topic, but I want to get to it because I respect Dylan's rule. He says it's a three tweet thread. One, the truth is that Dr. Haas, the Dr. Haas story and the house story are the same story. Oh, he's making a comparison to Dr. Haas and the Elliott Avenue house. Dylan's Rule, you're making my day. Dylan's Rule's got a three-tweet thread that's comparing Dr. Dr. Haas to Elliott Avenue. He says, the truth is that the Haas story and the Elliott Avenue house story are the same story in a lot of ways. This area is so unaffordable that you've got a ton of very wealthy people who can simply virtue signal with their votes while being able to buy their way into private school or other options. The shrinking middle and working class voters who have legit gripes about transportation and SOL scores get canceled out by upper middle and upper class voters who view voting as a virtue signal opportunity. So long as the housing market gets more and more expensive in the city and the county, the voters will be much more virtue signaling than actual problems. That is a damn good thread, Dylan's Rule. I'm going to quote tweet that. This is is a damn good thread. Read this, please. Seville, hashtag Seville. I just retweeted Dylan's Rule thread on my Twitter account. I'm giving you some props. Seth, the bubbles on the direct message on Facebook. Can you tell me what, in short words, what you're saying here so I can relay it on air? I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. I remember when Seth Batten was the bartender at La Tassa at the outdoor Tiki Hut. I first met Seth Batten when it was La Tassa. Now it's Bell, owned by the Shaughnessy Brothers. He used to be the bartender at the Tiki Hut When Melissa Easter owned La Tassa, that's when I met him for the first time. Now he's an extremely successful realtor, beautiful wife, and a real estate investor, and he's done it through hard work and taking strategic risk. Batten, props to you, dog. You got the map? Yep. You put the map on screen? Yep. Gosh, Judah, you're crushing it. You sure you don't want that chest bump? Yep. Are you sure? Should I just do a high five? Sure. Is the map on screen?
1: There we go.
0: Come on. <laughs> He's got jokes over there. He's got jokes. Cully Baggett, what's the price per square? You're in this business. I'm in this business. I can get you, for a flip like this, I can get less than two twenty-five dollars 25 a square. But I know not everybody's got the connections we got. I can do this at two bills a square, no problem, all day, every day, and twice on Sunday but I know not everyone's got the folks that we're working with on their side. The map's on screen? It was. Put it back on screen. Look at the screen, look at the screen, look at the screen. Cully Baggett says, here's where the listing's located. Kully Baggett, the builder and developer, says there's, there are way too many variables to accurately put in accurate range on remodeling. I mean we are talking about removing some walls to open up a kitchen to a living room, which is a very popular one. Or are we talking about putting tile showers in bathrooms and gutting out fiberglass tub shower combo bathrooms? This is, this is according, according to the building permits, which Deep Throat found. This is for you, Kully Baggett. Deep Throat sends me this DM. The work description from the permits table, Collie Baggett, as follows interior and exterior renovations to include convert existing storage closet to full bath and enclose and convert existing covered patio into a mudroom and laundry room and they actually add some square footage to the house. I'm confident we could do that for 200 bucks a square foot. Very confident we could do it for 2 build 200 bucks a square foot. The bubbles. Can you slide over? I, 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 we need Seth to respond. Okay. Can you
1: encourage Seth to respond? Come on, Seth. Come, can you? Uh, Seth. Seth? Jerry really needs a response. Hold Are you?
0: On. Hold on, we need to be on screen. You don't have the two-shot out.
1: There we go. Okay. Seth, come on, be a pal. <laughs> Love you, Judah.
0: Love you like a brother. Love you like a brother, dude. All right. um, Two other quick tidbits for you. And then I want to get to um, Airbnbs. Oh, God, Airbnbs. Oh, Lordy. City of Charlottesville is about to F things up for a lot of people living. Who was that that walked by? I didn't see. City of Charlottesville is about to F some things up for a lot of people living on the poverty line. I'm going to tell you why. Before I do that, I got a couple of items out of the notebook. The median rent, median rent in Charlottesville and Albemarle County right now is $2,500. That's an astronomical number. The median rent in Charlottesville City and Albemarle County single family detached home is $2,500 a month. That's a hell of a lot, $2,500 a month. The $2,500 median rent in Charlottesville City and Albemarle County is basically equivalent to my mortgage payment, which is $2,700 a month. And we have a 5,200 square foot brick Georgian in a gated community on an acre of land. Did you hear that? Yeah. The median rent is equivalent to the mortgage I got in 2020 of March. For a 5,200 square foot brick Georgian on an acre of land
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's nuts it's insane insane in the membrane Mm -hmm. name the band that sung insane in the membrane insane in the brain
1: what is it Cypress Hills Cypress Hill Judah Wickhauer chest bump I think that's in California I should know that are you on a two shot are we chest bumping no (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Cypress Cell. that's
0: right, Cypress Hill. Um also I told you the days on market 2021, 2022 and 2023 6 in 2021, 5 in 2022 and 7 in 2023 that's also insane one other piece of the notebook the witch lab, a sandwich shop in front of the program, Joffrey Woodruff's code building is now open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Which Lab, a new sandwich shop on the downtown mall is open 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Now the topic du jour. Can you put the lower third on screen for the Airbnbs? This is from Shawnee Tubbs. Is Shawnee Tubbs watching the program? Shawnee Tubbs. Shawnee Tubbs. Uh, Town Crier Productions. Charlottesville Substack. Info Seville. Shawnee, we need one brand for all your media. I think your content is amazing. I think your content is some of the best in the business. Literally. But you need a guy like me that's going to unify your brand and truly monetize it to the clips and levels that it can be monetized at. Sean, if you partnered with us, I'm confident you would be making a quarter million dollars a year. I'm being straightforward. Sean Tubbs writes this. Get ready for this, Judah. I want your take on this. Mm -hmm. All right, Sean Tubbs writes... It appears the new zoning code will will cancel out homestays and that existing ones would be eventually phased out. I originally wrote that one could apply for a guest lodging use in residential B and residential C, but I later learned that wasn't intended for short-term rentals. Would anyone be willing to convert their Airbnbs into a more formal inn or tavern? Will the seeming Prohibition on new short-term rentals lead to any legal action against the city. This is the surprise, dude. Kali Baggett says, "Jerry, you're right. If you're adding square footage, then yes, you could be in the 225 and up range because at that point, we're talking about everything from foundation to installing the doorknobs and everything in re- in between." Remodeling does not require all those things. I think if I could do this for 200, I'm confident I could do this for 200, and I think Batten's got the same hookups that I do. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Removing or banning Airbnbs or short-term rentals in the city of Charlottesville as part of the new upzoning or rezoning is going to have disastrous effects. the majority of airbnbs in the city of charlottesville are homeowners that are just trying to get by yeah now i totally understand they're airbnb aggregators yeah airbnb aggregators are people trying to use economies of scale speculators investors that are essentially running illegal Airbnb operations. Mm -hmm. And I had this conversation with Deep Throat over a cold beverage. He was drinking Diet Cokes, I had a bourbon and a beer. He had a few Diet Cokes that day, generally Diet Cokes. Why the city of Charlottesville, he makes this point, why the city of Charlottesville does not have, does not employ one of the many software programs that are out there to monitor and police Airbnb owners and Airbnbs that are on the market is the definition of idiocy. Yeah. The city of Charlottesville can use third-party software. What's the best third-party software out there, deep throw for that? You told me what it was. Can use third-party software to legitimately police, monitor, and hold accountable Airbnb owners. Mm-hmm. And the city of Charlottesville's not effing doing that. Right. The city of Charlottesville is saying, upzoning, we need more density, yet we're not going to police or monitor Airbnbs that are throttling density. The city of Charlottesville is saying, green, we want this to be a green city, low emissions, good for the environment, but we're not going to hire bus drivers, so we're going to get more parents driving their kids to the school, which is the antithesis of green. Yeah. There is constant examples of the city of Charlottesville reeking with hypocrisy reeking with hypocrisy. Green emissions. God, it's good for the environment. Good for the ozone. We don't want cars polluting the environment. Oh, we can't figure out how to hire bus drivers, so a bunch of people are driving their kids to school and back from school. More cars on the roads, bad for the environment. Hypocrisy. Upzoning and rezoning. More density. More density, more (laughs) supply, good for price points. Oh, we're not going to have a software program that's a nominal cost to police and monitor Airbnbs. Hypocrisy. What do you call it? Idiocy? Hypocrisy? What adjective would you like to use?
1: Uh, I mean, to to allege hypocrisy, you'd have to... Eat. Okay, so you're saying it's idiocy then. I, you're saying I, it's idiocy. I think that fits better than hypocrisy. Okay, think, I'll, I'll go with your term. I think any of them are, are... I think they're just... I think they're making poor choices rather than... Uh, Oh, I can't sit backwards backwards
0: on this chair like A.C. Slater. Um, Idiocy. Yeah. He sends us this link. How do you say this word? Granicus? Granicus? G-R-A-N-I-C-U-S. I'm coming over you. Granicus? I like that. I like sliding into your shot over there. How do you say this? Granicus?
1: Granicus, yeah.
0: Granicus? I guess. It's a short-term rental compliance monitoring and enforcement platform. You see it right there, right? Granicus. Sign him back over. Granicus. Why aren't they using Granicus to monitor Airbnbs? Look, I am all free I'm a free market guy. But when you set rules, the rules need to be consistent. That's why they're called rules. You know what happens when you have rules that are not consistent across the board, or change, or not even? You know what those are called? Not rules. Okay. They're not rules. So the city of Charlottesville's got a rule. And the rule is, like Albemarle counties, you gotta live in the Airbnb half the time a year. You gotta live in the crib that you're short-term rentaling 180 days a year you got Airbnb aggregators in the city of Charlottesville that are buying up real estate and just having Airbnbs and renting them out and not living in them. And they're making bank. And the city of Charlottesville should be monitoring these type of speculators and investors because they're losing tax dollars, and I would bet you a lot of these people are out of market. Those people should be popped. You know who should not be popped? No. The family or the homeowner that needs the short-term rental to pay their mortgage and pay their bills. Yeah. The family or the homeowner that's renting out a granny flat or an ADU in the backyard or a bedroom in their actual house. How many of you guys have... My wife and I stayed at an Airbnb in Brooklyn where we had no idea this was the case because it was misrepresented on the Airbnb and we later, later left a review about this, where we had to walk through the family's home in Brooklyn and we ended up literally staying in a bedroom that was in their house. It was a dilapidated brownstone. Who wants... Dude, this is no bullshit. My wife, we went to Brooklyn for a wedding. We were staying in Park Slope. I did not want to do the wedding brouhaha. I wanted to only show up for the reception and for the actual ceremony. So I'm like, you go ahead, honey. I know you got to take pictures. My wife has been a bridesmaid in like 30-something weddings. Legitimately an extremely popular lady, has a boatload of friends. Okay? So I'm sitting in Park Slope in this dilapidated brownstone. The family needs the Airbnb rental to literally pay their bills. And they saw my wife leave and thought I went with them. And I'm literally sitting in my freaking boxers with no other clothes on, literally in my boxers in the bedroom. And the wife walks in while literally I'm in my boxers drinking a cold beer.
1: What Were they going to come steal your stuff?
0: I have no idea. Why was she walking in our room when we were staying there?
1: That's just odd.
0: And I'm like, uh, excuse me. And she goes, Oh, I didn't know anyone was in here. I said, I'm still in here. She goes, I am sorry, I apologize. And she was what very What would you be doing
1: in here if I wasn't here? Exactly.
0: Anywhere? Would she be sniffing my, my Under Armour boxer briefs? Because that would be creepy but I'm not sure why that's the first thing your mind goes to, but. What would that be the would first be thing creepy. your mind goes to? Like looking in my wallet and trying to take my money? Yes. You know, I don't you carry money. The checking your bags. To smell my Under Armour boxer briefs? That's what everybody does when, uh, no, I... <laughs> Those are the crappy Airbnbs and I'm not trying to throw shade to anyone in the city of Charlottesville or central Virginia who has one. And I know there's a lot of you out there. I don't want to stay in an Airbnb where it's tied to the living area of the actual property owner. Right. I would like a granny flat or a basement cottage or an ADU in the backyard where we have actual privacy. But I can guarantee you, because I know of at least a dozen of them, where people are homeowners in the city of Charlottesville that have a granny flat or a bedroom in their house or a basement apartment or a cottage in the backyard that are literally using these units to pay their bills. And I'm not just talking mortgage. I'm talking about their grocery bills, Mm -hmm. their electric bills. And if the city of Charlottesville says, we are going to ban Airbnbs across the board, with upzoning and rezoning, you know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Cause and effect. What's the collateral damage? Spotlights on you, Judah.
1: Give us uh, the nitty gritty. If they disallow anybody from using, from having Airbnbs. If they ban Airbnbs, what's the cause and effect? I mean, I imagine people are going to start selling their properties. If they, if they're, if If running an Airbnb was helping them pay their mortgage, I imagine they're going to start scrambling and try to sell a a place and move out of of the area. It's going to further gentrify this community and make it wealthy, white,
0: and even more homogenous. Banning Airbnbs is not going to uptick the supply of housing. Right. Banning Airbnbs is not going to create more affordability. Because All those, because the ban on Airbnbs is going to do is take middle class and working class families that are living on the financial margin and take away an income stream from them. And like Judah very perfectly said, force them out of this city. And the Charlottesville upzoning and rezoning advocates do not realize this. You know why? Because they can't see the forest through the
1: trees. It's called Hanlon's Razor. Have you ever heard of it? It's called what? Hanlon's Razor. Handler's Razor? Hanlon's, Hanlon's Razor. Oh, I'm ready
0: to learn. I'm listening to learn. Let's you know, rock and roll. You know
1: about Occam, Occam's Razor, right? No, I, no, please. You don't know about Occam's Razor? No. Okay. I'm going to try to keep, I'm gonna keep this very short. You Ow. keep something short? Look who's talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody else out there already knows what Occam's Razor is. I do is. know what it
0: is. I'm okay. just doing this for the sake of a talk show, but you should set the stage for those that don't.
1: All right, so very quickly, Occam's Razor basically says that uh, uh, when you've got a series of, uh, of options, uh, that usually the simplest one is the, is the answer. Um, Hanlon's Razor goes like this. Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. There it is. God, you're making this show so good today. Chest bump? No. Really? Flying chest bump? Here, if you can can get over this this camera,
0: I will jump off this and do a fly. I swear to God, I will. Do you want to do a flying chest bump right now?
1: Uh, If you want to destroy everything that uh, controls the, the show. All right, we'll stop. Thank you. You're the voice of reason on this talk show. I
0: try. If they ban Airbnbs, which they're talking about doing, all they are going to do is take working and middle-class families and push them out of the city. Because right, you know because who does r- not Airbnb their house? Fucking rich people.
1: Well, You know why rich people don't Airbnb didn't even, their house? I don't even think they think it's rich people. But it, the implication would be that it was a bunch of, you know, there are a bunch of of people buying up properties and turning them to airbnbs and if you disallow them then they're going to go oh i can't you know there goes my business model and i've got to put all these properties onto the market but like you said it's not like there's it's not like there are five people out there that own 50 50 airbnb properties. Uh, okay we
0: need we need to clear some things up we need to clear some things up there's two types of airbnb people there's the actual wealthy people that own a boatload of Airbnbs that are probably not tied to this market. That type of Airbnb model should be banned because right. that legitimately is throttling inventory. Right. But that type of Airbnb model is minuscule. The large Incredible. majority of actual Airbnb model is literally average Joe's and average Sally's renting out a nook or a cranny of their house just to pay their bills. Mm-hmm. And the average Joes and average Sallys renting out their Airbnbs just to pay their bills, renting out a nook and a cranny in their house just to pay their bills, those people will be gentrified out of this community if the city of Charlottesville bans short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. Because you know who doesn't Airbnb the house that they actually live in? People
1: that don't need the money.
0: Rich people! Because they don't need the money. You know who Airbnbs a portion of their house
1: or their property
0: when they actually live in said house or property?
1: People will be getting crushed by, uh, by the overhead economy,
0: inflation, credit card debt, groceries, gas. Yeah. Have to drive their kids from school and are clocking out of work to drive their kids from school and then clock back in when they get home back to work. Yeah. This is what happens when you let government and bureaucrats and elected officials impact, influence, or dictate the free market. Government should take Airbnb software and say, yo, you New York, this is what Deep Throat just said, and Deep Throat's got ducats, Deep Throat's got ducats. He said, on my street, two full houses that are full-time Airbnbs One is a couple that is a New York investment banker and wife is an heir of a department store fortune. The other is owned by a family office head. Two million dollar houses. These type of Airbnbs should be nixed. The Airbnbs where it's just an average Joe and average Sally running out a nook or a cranny of their house should not be nixed. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because that's going to create gentrification.
1: How is this not obvious? Right. Fix the underlying problem rather than fixing the overlying, not so much a problem. How's this not obvious? I don't know. Why is this not obvious? Handlin's razor.
0: Why is this not common sense? I know. I, I I'm I'm generally befuddled. I'm generally befuddled. I'm flabbergasted. I'm dismayed. I'm Mm -hmm. confused. I'm wondering aloud. Why? Seriously. I don't understand. Bill McChesney says they don't want Airbnbs because they have a hard time collecting meals and lodgings, taxes, and fees. Respectfully disagree. The people that rent these Airbnbs from average Joe's and average Sally's still go to restaurants and bars and retail stores and buy stuff and eat stuff and drink stuff. And the city is winning by incremental meals tax. The city is still collecting its tax revenue through food and retail. Music, breweries, vineyards, shopping, dining, boozing. You might lose a little bit on lodging, but you're collecting it on the other silos of revenue.
1: Yeah, and anybody who's been around Charlottesville has noticed that uh, they've been building and building and building and building. This is great, right? Jim Freeze, head of
0: neighborhood NDS. We can't figure out how to enforce these complex rules, so we just give up and ban it all.
1: Yeah. The
0: level of frustration of upzoning and rezoning, upzoning and rezoning is going to backfire and create a more wealthy, homogenous community. Cully Baggett, I would have given Ju- Judah the stinger splash from this table. Like Rey Mysterio, one of the Leecho I would have gotten on this table and done a backflip off it onto Judah. Wow. <laughs> I don't think he would have sued me. <laughs> that would make for great content. If I stinger splashed you off this table,
1: Sting was a hell of a wrestler. First, you need to get both of us some uh, luchador masks. The, l- the luchadores were awesome, weren't they? I love their high flying antics. Yeah. Rey Mysterio was my favorite. And they're smaller guys, so they're like very agile. Athletic. See them like spin around stuff and. Extremely athletic. Amazing.
0: Trey Barham is watching. Trey Barham says, This is the reason I'm not moving to Charlottesville, Albemarle County. This is forcing us to look at other area counties to move to and invest in. And he's calling these people that aren't enforcing stuff lazy. Trey Barham, good comments from you. This is the first time I've seen you comment on LinkedIn. I'm going to your LinkedIn page right now. He lives in Suffolk, Virginia. Trey, you should watch the program, sir. Trey Barham. Love your comments right there. Let's go to uh, Twitter. This is a DM that's coming from Twitter. This is from Jennifer watching the program. Jerry, I just want you to know how much I truly enjoy watching you and Judah on this show. You are bringing Judah out of his show out of his show on a daily basis, and he's a key part of this program. I just want you to know that for most of us on our street, you are our source of news, and I've told people about your program, and now when we walk the dog at night, my husband and I, we stop in front yards of our neighbors and we talk about the "I love Seville show. Thank you, Jerry and Judah. Thank it's you fantastic for your kind words. It's fantastic. Johnny Arnalis, we love you as well. Travis Hackworth, we love you. Jason Howard on Rio Road. Jerry Miller, could part of banning them be getting a PR win with people who want more affordable housing and blame Airbnbs for rising costs? Makes people feel happy without actually solving the problem. Jason Howard, that's a damn good comment. I'm responding to Jason Howard. Damn good comment. Damn good comment. Are they just trying to win the battle of perception? I mean, that's not going to last long. It never no. does. Exactly. Fantastic. Philip Dow in Scottsville. Great show, boys. Great show, boys. Grayson in North Downtown. Jerry, I echo what Jennifer said. You are the source of news for our neighborhood. Carol Cupernall. Oh, Jerry, this is Carol Thorpe. It's fair to note that the downside of the Airbnb changes will be approved by an all-Democrat political left government who claims to fight gentrification. That is hypocrisy. That is hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy or idiocy. Carol, we love when you watch the program, Carol Thorpe. You've changed your surname, Carol Thorpe. How come? Um, Sarah Hill-Buchinski, I love when SHB watches the program. She says, I agree with you, Jerry. But how would the city put in more stipulations on Airbnbs, i.e., income level, home value, for who is allowed to have an Airbnb? Leave it alone. The solution is worse than the problem. Here's how the city fixes it. You want to know how the city fixes it? They take, what was the name of that software? Granicus. Granicus. Something like that. You take Granicus, the short-term rental compliance monitoring and enforcement software, and you actually use it. And the rule is you have to live in the residence where the Airbnb is hosted half the year. That's so easy to enforce. You use the GIS, and you look at who owns what property, and you take the address of who owns white property, and you cross-pollinate it against the Granacus Airbnb short-term rental compliance monitoring software. And you say, John Smith lives at 208 Shamrock Road. Oh, on the VRBO website, there's 208 Shamrock Road. Does John Smith live there on the GIS? Yes, he does. Is 208 Shamrock Road on an Airbnb? Yes, he does. That's a legal Airbnb. Then you can say, "Oh, this home off in the Rugby neighborhood is owned by Jennifer earned by Bobby Kirkland." Bobby Kirkland doesn't look like a resident of the city of Charlottesville. How is the Airbnb being it all this time? Here's an illegal one. Let's drop the hammer. It's not hard. It's not hard. All right. That's all she wrote. Anything you want to add? This is a Monday edition of the show. I'm fired up. Fired up. If you like the show, hammer the like button. We work hard for you. We only ask that you like and share the show. Spread the gospel. Spread the gospel. Anything you want to add?
1: Uh, yeah. If anybody, uh, if anybody's tried that sandwich shop, let us know what it let us know how it is. I couldn't find anything on on online, which is odd. The Witch Lab? Yeah. Couldn't find a website. I wonder if it's tied to sandwich. The Witch Witch. The Witch Witch. That's kind of what I was thinking, but uh, I mean, that's a chain, isn't it? Yeah, nothing. There would be there would seem to be an
0: IP infringement if it was not tied to Witch Witch, and Lab kind of gives the connotations of like a smaller scaled operation.
1: I don't know if uh, that seems a little too loose. It's because Witch is half. Of, All right, say, I'm looking it up. Which Lab is spelled that way? Oh well,
0: they got a website. They the do. Witch Lab, W-I-C-H, the W-I-C-H Lab, lab.com Bio. Let's go to their bio. Crafting Culinary Narratives. Oh, it's no. This guy's a local guy. I'll read his bio. Crafting Culinary Narratives, greetings. I am, is it Aris Quadra? I am Aris Quadra, a dedicated culinary professional based in the picturesque enclave of Charlottesville, Virginia. Here, I am embarking on an exciting journey, to establish a unique sandwich shop breathing life into this endeavor through a small startup initiative. My culinary odyssey commenced in the bustling heart of New York City where I first stepped into the gastronomic world as a young and eager dishwasher. The rhythmic cadence of the kitchen, the symphony of sizzling ingredients, and the artistry of the cooks at work ignited a spark within me. God, I just got turned on from reading that. I can't get up right now. Drawn to this culinary battle, I sought guidance from a seasoned chef who saw my potential and encouraged me to further explore my passion. Guided by his wisdom, I embarked on a transformative path enrolling in the culinary school that shaped his journey. This decision marked a pivotal moment that propelled me into the realm of culinary artistry. This guy is a freaking copywriter here. This is amazing copy. He conti- Well, this is a lot of copy here. It's W-I-C-H-L-A-B W-I-C-H-L-A-B.com. New spot at the code building. front of the program, Joffrey Woodruff building. All right, that's all she wrote. I gotta get the hell out of here. I gotta go make some money. For Judah Wickhauer, I'm Jerry Miller. A show that champions the free market. A show that celebrates the best of Charlottesville, Virginia. A show that cuts through the BS. A show that utilizes long-form content to keep you informed. We don't care about political pressures. We don't care if people throw shade on us. We have thick skin. We will always be true to ourselves. We are frank about a community that we love. And we will always be this way. Thank you kindly for joining us. Take care, everybody. So long.